Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast, where mindset and marketing meet purpose, passion, and profits. I'm Bob Baker, and if you're a creative entrepreneur or someone who runs a heart-centered business, you're in the right place. To get a free collection of sample chapters from my books and audiobooks, just pay a quick visit to promoteyourcreativity.com. That's promoteyourcreativity.com. Now, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to part seven of 30 Ways to Become an Empowered Artist. Bob Baker here, and I just want to say thank you for watching and listening to this uh, series. We've been getting a lot of great feedback on uh, the episodes and the other parts that I've posted so far. You should know by now, if you've been listening to previous segments, uh, that this is all part of a fan funding or crowdsourcing campaign for a new book that I'll be publishing called The Empowered Artist. And so if you're watching or listening before July 2nd, 2014, please click the link that's somewhere below this video or on the page here to find out more about that movement and how you can support it. We'd really appreciate it. Today I want to talk about another important aspect of becoming an empowered artist, and this one is basically taming or getting a handle on both the inner and the outer critic. At first, I was going to make this all about the inner critic, but I realized that I also need to include the outer, and well, we'll talk about that as we go along here. But the inner critic is that little voice in our head that's sort of yapping and basically telling us a bunch of negative crapola, like, who do you think you are? Well, that's disgusting. You know, no one's going to like that. And so we all have that voice in our head. You know, some of us, I guess, have more voices in our head speaking to us than others. But if you are plagued by this, just know that you're not alone. So I've often said that uh, artists, creative people in general, have a lot of you know obstacles in pursuing a career or just uh, an interest uh, in their craft. But most of the time, I've found that our biggest obstacles are self-imposed. And quite often, they're related to that little inner critic voice that we hear. In fact, in part six yesterday, I talked about the perfection curse. And quite often, that comes about because people are listening to that voice. It's not good enough yet. It's not good enough. you got to fix it. People are going to make fun of you. And so, my God, that can just drive you crazy. So here's the thing. I purposely did not say you have to silence or you have to get rid of the inner critic. In the same way that you'll never get rid of some amount of fear as you pursue your creative interests. The most successful people, including me, and I'm fairly prolific in my art and music and so on, we have that voice all the time. I hear it. It never goes away. We just learn to deal with it. We kind of put it in its proper place. So the thing isn't to fight it. It's not to fundamentally gun it down or whatever in some violent way. You sort of need to accept that it's always going to be there, but you don't focus on it. You don't like give it a loudspeaker and pay to build a platform for it to speak on and all this stuff. You have to tame the darn thing and just let another voice that's also in your head telling you, you know what, you should go for this. You know, you're really good. Damn, that's good. You need to give that voice a platform. You need to give it the megaphone and tame this inner critic one. One of the best pieces of advice uh, I learned to tame the inner critic came from uh, Julia Cameron. She's the uh, author of the, a well-known book called The Artist's Way. And uh, I heard her talk about this in an interview where she said she actually gives her inner critic 
uh, a character. She actually names it. For her, she calls it Nigel. And apparently her Nigel, her little voice in her head, is a flamboyantly gay British designer. And I love that concept. What if you gave the voice of your inner critic just some ridiculously cartoonish character and voice? You think you'd take it as seriously as you do now? What if suddenly your inner critic became the Queen of England? Who do you think you are wanting to be an artist? <laughs> That's a lousy impression of the Queen, if I ever heard one. Or maybe make it Larry the Cable Guy. Hey, they're all gonna laugh at you. I mean, seriously. Would you take it seriously? A couple of seriouslys in a row there. So have some fun with this. Put that inner voice that's not going to go away in its proper place. Another less ridiculous way to deal with it, something that I do too, is I realize that somewhere in that negativity of the inner critic, there is actually some value, a good point. They might be delivering that point from a position of fear and disempowerment, but still within the thing that it's saying, there might be some truth. So I've learned to thank it. Whenever that thought of, oh my God, this thing isn't ready for public consumption, I go, thank you. I'm going to be more aware of that as I look it over one time before I send it out the door. So thank it. Look for whatever little nugget of truth is in there and then go, thank you. Now go over and sit in the corner because I have work to do. So great. That's my advice on the inner critic. Learn to tame it. It's never going to go away, but put it in its proper place. Now the outer critic are when people who are not you, say similar things. This can be devastating because you're going to go, oh my God, that, that inner critic was right. See, somebody didn't like something that I did or they pointed out an error or a typo or something and it just will can devastate you. But you've also got to put that in its proper place. Here's the thing. I'm sure you've heard this before, but let me restate it anyway. The more successful you are, the more empowered you are, the more confidence you have, the more stuff you get out into the world the more likely it is that someone is not going to be thrilled with something that you did. And so I say, if you got a few negative comments, congratulations. That means you're putting yourself out there. There will always be a small percentage of fringe people that feel the need to cut you down or they don't feel good enough about themselves. So they need to lash out or even some little snide comment. They're going to come. So brace yourself for them. Now, if there's a preponderance of them, I mean, if eight out of 10 people are telling you some negative thing about your craft, well, you might want to take another look at that. But for the most part, it's going to be the small minority of people. You probably heard well-known authors talk about how there'll be 50 book reviews and 49 of them will be glowing and one person won't like it and they'll focus on that one. So I guess it's kind of human nature to go, oh, why didn't they like me too? But again, don't get that a megaphone. Don't give that the power of 49 other positive reviews or comments from your fans. Put it in its proper place. When people give you feedback, whether it's directly or by email, you'll thank them. Go, oh, cool. I appreciate you sharing your view. That doesn't mean you have to change and water down your approach just to appease those people that don't like what you're doing. Consider it. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. And then move on and confidently continue to do your art. So yeah, you got to deal with the inner voice, the inner critic, the occasional outer critic. It's all part of stepping into your power. And the more you're truly sharing your gifts and stepping out into the world and touching people in meaningful ways, the more often you're going to run into these negative Nellies, if you want to call them that. So just get used to it. Put them in their proper place. It's okay. 
And how have you dealt with the negative voices inside and outside over the years as you pursue your art? Does it paralyze you? Tell them to go take a hike or whatever? I don't know. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, too. So leave a comment wherever you're able to leave one on this page. Would love to know your thoughts on this topic. Also, please share this video and this video series and the link to my fan funding campaign, especially if you're watching or listening before July 2nd, 2014. I would really love your support, uh, whether it's a financial contribution, just an energetic contribution. Are you sharing it with other people that need to hear this message? I would really appreciate it. Thanks again for sticking with me through this series. I'm enjoying delivering these messages to you, and I'll be back tomorrow with another important point about being an empowered artist. I'm Bob Baker saying so long for now.